Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspiring people to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. Please always talk about, because people always talk about their gifts, their purpose. If you have a gift, leave with your gift. And don't let your friends, family, or corporate stop you from planning or living your dream. My next guest is Regina Taylor, a two-time NAACP Image Award-winning actress, playwright, and activist. She plays the role of Marion Shields Robinson, Michelle Obama's mother, in the 10-week anthology series, The First Lady, which appears on Showtime every every Sunday at 9 p.m. I've been watching it. Very, very. We'll talk about it in more detail. Mrs. Regina Taylor's first film was the made-for-TV movie Crisis at Central High, which starred George Woodward, in which she portrayed one of the first black students to integrate the Arkansas school system. Taylor next going to praise for her role as Mrs. Carter. I remember that drug-addicted mother in the 1989 Lean on Me with Morgan Freeman. Other film roles include Spike Lee's Clockers, Our Fly Away series, which we will talk about, The Unit, and Lovecraft Country. On today's show, we'll be discussing in her career, longevity, and the anthology series, The First Lady. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, the incredible Regina Taylor. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much. Well, uh, first of all, um, a career uh, in acting. Uh, I mentioned, because uh, I wanted to mention your first role and then the current role, because there's a body of work in between there that's a testimonial to your skill set, but also the ability to not just hang around, but to be a part of the process, the creative process, to be able to make a, make a name for yourself and a respected name for yourself. But tell us how it all started for you, Ms. Taylor. 
I started out as a writer. I've been writing since I was a, a baby. <laughs> uh, my mother taught me to write children's books. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wanted me, and she was a teacher, so I was very mindful that she wanted me to be mm-hmm. able to write my own story, write my own narrative, mm-hmm. uh, place a little chocolate girl in the center of the story, and build worlds around her perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, she thought that was a survival tool, wow. creativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to to start channeling that early, so I always wanted. I always wrote. Uh-huh. Always loved writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, went into college as a journalism major. Wow! And uh, thought that was my path until I took an acting class. Okay, to so, fill out a credit, <laughs> which is really always we talk about because during the pandemic in 2020, the word pivot became a very popular term. Mm. You know, being able to make adjustment, you see your path going one way and then you pivot to make an adjustment. So you went to mm. college, journalism was your dream, your goal, you you dreamed of a life in that, but an acting class. What in that acting class, Miss Regina Taylor, made you go, wow? Or was it a series of things that happened once you took that class? Well, in the same way that I love, uh, I, I love books. I, I love uh writing because you get to immerse yourself into someone else's life, run into their skin, see that their eyes uh, take that journey with them. I love books and I love writing for that. Uh, When I took that acting class, I still am a very shy person, (laughs) uh, a bit timid in Mm -hmm. in public. Mm -hmm. So to be able to then give myself to um, another character, uh, that I am again stepping into someone else's shoes, right. seeing the world with their eyes. I am speaking uh, with their voice, and it's still my own. Uh, that was very um, challenging, and <laughs> it was exhilarating, and it got me over my shyness a bit, and uh, just uh, owning my voice in a different way. So uh, that was that was very exciting. Uh, I, I still didn't consider myself an actor. That was like acting class 101. Right. Uh, what did it was uh, Henry Fonda uh, was at the school, Southern Methodist University here in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he was doing a live broadcast um, from the school for TV of Otis Living Graduates. So he was right there on campus, right there in the theater department. I had finished a class and I was following him down the hallway because I was too shy to say hello. Uh, and this agent saw me stalking him and <laughs> came over, said, uh, are you an actress? I said, sure. And uh, she said, there's this audition this weekend off of the freeway in Motel 6. <laughs> and I was, uh, she was like, do you want to go to this audition? I said, OK, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm no fool. I brought my biggest cousin with me, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Philip, uh, and uh, made up a resume uh, took a Polaroid camera mm-hmm. uh, and and took a picture and uh, went in and I got the I got the job. It was starring Joanne Woodward, uh, Crisis at Central High, about the first students to integrate the Arkansas school system, Little Rock Nine. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I played Minnie Jean Brown, this real 
person, um, I got to embody her spirit for this TV movie. So that was my first professional job. This this opportunity (laughs) came from following Henry Fonda down the hallway in school. (laughs) You know, you took an acting class, SMU University, and um, an audition. And you went in. Did you get the? Was it a cold audition? Did they give you lines before you walked in? They, How was uh, yeah. Uh, they gave me lines. Uh, yeah, and I read. Yeah, I wow. read for. Now you know when you when you walk into that because you go from Henry Fonda now you're Joanne Woodward, okay, mm-hmm. which is another incredibly talented actress in her in her time. Yes. And then you're talking about a very dramatic role, which is historical, but based. What were you at emotionally at this part? You know, you're still in school. What what was happening here with you? Uh, Well, I I was just very excited to uh, get to have this experience Mm -hmm. uh, was what it was about. My first time on a plane to uh, go from Dallas, Texas to Arkansas to the actual school right. uh, where we shot yeah. uh, was was very exciting. Right. And as we were shooting, there were people who were watching the shoot, living across the street, some of them, who were coming across and saying, oh, I was here the day wow. that uh, the military came in to escort these students into the school. And I I was going, this is real. Mm -hmm. And I think it really made a lasting impression about how uh, art, social justice um, can be bridged uh, in the work, through the work. And that's your entire career. So now we fast forward Mm -hmm. to First Lady. Another role where you're playing Somewhat the reality. You're, you're, you're watching something play out in this series. Now, the, the, my takeaway in this series is that I... We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. You know, we always see the final product, you know, them making it to the White House. There's a there's a role that they play, there's a life that so you really don't mm-hmm. see, you don't really don't peel back the covers of who they were as a child, who they were as teenagers, mm-hmm. how did they meet, how what, what how did their relationship come about? And this series does that for me. And I was and it and it and it and it goes through each life. Each, person's life is layered in each episode and in, in different time periods. Like in episode I saw last night, all three of them got married on the same day in this particular episode, you know? Yes. And and so what was your take on the series when the opportunity came to you? And then as you're watching the series play itself out? Yes, I think it's really a great series and seeing these three powerful women, uh, from Michelle Obama, uh, Betty Ford, Eleanor Roosevelt, and these uh, powerhouse actors in these roles, from Viola Davis to Michelle Pfeiffer, Gillian Anderson, uh, take on uh, these roles. And what it is to be a first lady, definition of first lady keeps changing each person steps into those shoes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And certainly with these particular women, uh, they are uh, conscious women uh, making a statement, going outside, pushing the boundaries of what the role of first lady should be Mm -hmm. uh, from Eleanor Roosevelt, uh, speaking out on uh, women's rights and uh, rights of people across the board Mm -hmm. uh, in her time Mm -hmm. uh, to... um, 
uh, Betty Ford talking about health and uh, mental health and physical health mm-hmm. in her speaking out when people were, were mainly silent about mm-hmm. uh, certain issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with Michelle Obama embracing so many issues, including being uh, the issue of being a black woman <laughs> as the first lady for the very first time in our country's history. Uh, the challenges of each woman, uh, each woman is to have a voice, one, of being a woman and and challenging what the expectations, what the boundaries are in, in being a woman uh, uh, continues to be uh, challenges that we face today. So it was really, uh, I think, interesting how these stories interweave different times, different women and similar challenges. You know, Miss, I'm speaking to Miss Regina Taylor, you know, one of the stars of the anthology series, First Lady, that's airing on Showtime every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Pacific. Uh, the thing that my takeaway was that, uh, you know, you do have Jillian Anderson, you do have Viola Davis, you do have Michelle Pfeiffer, but the young actresses who played a role, yes. oh my God. They were just so, I was, I was, they drew me into the series. I'm going to tell you right now. Even before I got to them, they drew me, if they, if they didn't do their job, if they weren't magnetic, if they wasn't, uh, in, they, they, they got me. They got my heart. They got my spirit. I felt yes. for their lifestyle, their concerns. They are not being mentioned. I have to take a few moments with you and also allow you to speak on them because to me, they're the key to the series. Because like mm-hmm. I said, we know who Michelle Obama is because we, as a first lady, as well as Eleanor Roosevelt, as a first lady, as is, you know, Betty Ford as a first lady. But that journey to being that first lady is so important and they are fantastic. Can you expound? Yes, all, each one, uh, because you go uh, in, in terms of seeing them as adults uh, in in the role in the White House, and then you do uh, going back in terms of history, uh, drawing back the curtain. Who were they before? Uh, and certainly speaking on uh, Jamie Lawson, and um, uh, who's playing uh, also playing Michelle Obama uh, as she goes to high school through law school, mm-hmm. uh, college, and uh, you also have. Uh, young man De Niro, um, <laughs> who is Julian De Niro, uh, who uh, is playing uh, the young uh, Mr. Obama, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. how they met. Right. Uh, night is so, what we're so watching. Good. It's so, it's so uh, you know, it's like, you know, black love, real love. It's, um, <laughs> you know, she was his boss, you know. Uh, and, yes. I, you, know, it, it, you know, the thing about it is that we don't, we, this word called pivot that we talked about earlier in your career. You went to school as a journalist major and then actress, the acting bug hit you once you hit a class, took a class in acting. And next thing you know, you're one of the most talented actresses in our era. And um, in this situation, like she says, she didn't like public speaking. That's why she intentionally flunked the course. That's what she says in the storyline. So she wouldn't be valedictorian because she didn't want to make a speech. And then speech. So, and then she becomes one of the most pronounced speakers of our generation. 
That's yes. really interesting. That's why I say it's important because what you see here was not what now in her final version, you know, when you go high, you know, when you go low, we go high. You know, all those quotable statements that she said in our lifetime and become a leader, not only for black women, and uh, but, but, but our people, but people in general, let you know why this series is important. Because you need to see how it started, how, how it built momentum and how the final product was able to play itself out because of that journey. Journey, correct, Ms. Taylor? That's right. Uh, we, we get to see also foundationally where they come from. Um, Michelle Obama's always talking about her family, uh, family ties that, that keep her rooted. Chicago South Side, mother and father, uh, stable, uh, and always uh, also uh, playing this role of uh, Marion Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, seeing uh, the strong bond between Michelle Obama and her mother that she brought her into the White House mm-hmm. with her to live. Mm-hmm. I was going, yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. That makes sense as they're facing new challenges, mm-hmm. uh, new terrain, uh, uh, coming up against uh, major obstacles uh, on a world stage. She wanted to bring her mother with her. Right. Uh, AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. A calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. 
Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. To add that uh, stability, that backbone, not only for herself. Uh, when you when you her. play these roles, you know these roles, these real life roles, which you, you are playing here, and you know, and somewhat played a, a character that was built into Lean on Me when the Lean on Me character was a real life role, and and then of course we talked about your first introduction to Crisis Central High, but then I'll yeah. I'll fly away. Was oh, a period. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, I'll fly away was a period piece, but it's also based on a life a period of how we were treated and how people were a period of time. These pieces seem to be part of your signature. Do you go after these roles, Ms. Taylor, or they just see you as this dramatic actress who can handle this body of work? I am blessed. I am blessed <laughs> with these roles that have come to me. Uh-huh. Uh, and so they're mine. Uh-huh. Uh, this is my path. Uh, and I'm encouraged by this path. Mm-hmm. Now, when that run, I think it was what, 91 to 93 was the series of Our Fly Away. And the reason that yes. was important to me, because, you know, guess what? There weren't many black people on TV and lead actress, a black lead actress leading in that role. When when someone brought that project to you, you know, do you do you are you aware of what's happening or are you just just happy for the opportunity? I am happy for the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and certainly, you know, uh, with these roles, uh, I'll Fly Away was my first TV series. Yes. Uh, and I think again, it was Friday night. I think it was airing on Friday night, I believe. I used to uh, watch it. I, I got the script. They said, you know, come and audition. And what I did bring with me, I, I brought my roots. Okay. I brought my family. Okay. I brought my, my, my grandmother. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I brought myself fully mm-hmm. to uh, that audition where I come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a, a black woman in the 50s in the South. Uh, we shot in Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, was a housekeeper. And uh, it, it was, when I first read the script, I said, oh, well, I know her. Mm-hmm. Um, I I and I've experienced her, mm-hmm. uh, and I've never seen her fully embodied on the screen. Uh, that this woman, uh, usually uh, at that time, uh, what you saw uh, was a stereotype of a black woman. Right. Uh, uh, what we you saw were hands. And not much beyond the hands, maybe the back. Right. Uh, but with this, it was a, a, it was very special in that uh, you got inside her mind. You knew she had dreams. She and it was expressed every day. Every every um, day she would write in her journal, and right. that was shared every week mm-hmm. at the top of the show. So 
uh, you knew she had a mind. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. where you began. Mm -hmm. And then with that, it expanded into not only is she the black woman in the white household, um, and those relationships, you saw her at home. You saw her in her community mm-hmm. as a woman. You mm-hmm. saw her as a woman. She had boyfriend. Right, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. And that's that. that father. That, she had a daughter. She had a past. Uh, and she got involved in the civil rights movement. Right. Uh, as a foot soldier. Oh, and yeah. that. And that's that's why I, that's why I, that's why we'll be right back with more money making conversations masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to money making conversations masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Your life as a as an actress as a person excites me when I we had an opportunity to set up this interview because there's always a journey a story we try to tell, and your story mm-hmm. has always been something that that plays out and I, I, it's, it's layered. You know, it's just like I said, these are just some of the stories that and movies and series that you've been impactful impacted our lives, especially African-Americans, because we look we look for that role, we look for that mentor, we look for that face that's relatable. You have been very relatable to us. With that, with that statement I'm making, is there pressure with that? Because, you know, you said you're naturally shy. You're not forward as far as coming out and speaking randomly. Doing this interview, I feel, has to be something unique for me because I feel, you know, you don't step out there doing them all the time, but when you do them, you're fantastic at doing them. So that role that you play, that responsibility, is it is it important for you to value what you bring to the table when you do interviews like this? Uh, yes, it is. Absolutely. I, I try and be mindful and conscious with all the work that I do, whether that's with acting, whether that's with writing, yes, uh, I have a sense of where I come from. I have a sense of uh, connecting with community communities, mm-hmm. uh, either through interviews or, or hands-on work, uh, mentoring, teaching. Uh, I'm, I'm constantly uh, doing classes at different universities or high schools or uh, uh, through <laughs> Uh, whatever channels right. are available or making those channels uh, at the same time. I am. Uh, it, it has been a wonderful, continues to be a wonderful career in being able to uh, make those bridges between uh, entertainment industry and um, the social issues that are important to me. And... Um, Continue to strengthen our community. You know, when I when I see an anthology series, because you're playing a certain role, you're playing Michelle Obama's mother, but you also have these other two players. How does that how's that information delivered to you as an actress? Do they give you the entire body of work to see how it plays out? You know, what is happening with Eleanor Roosevelt's role, what is happening with with uh, Betty Ford's role? How's that played out script-wise for you? Is that important that you know what's happening in their lives so you can understand what's happening in your role with Michelle Obama's character? They shot uh, each of the women's stories, and it's 10 parts, each woman had 10 parts right. that they uh, put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I did not read uh, the 10 scripts for the other two ladies. Right. I only read the 10 scripts uh, that involved Michelle Obama. 
Because it was really interesting because, like I said, as a viewer, you know, I'm seeing the final product, you know. I'm watching Michelle Obama's role being yes. layered in here. And then I'm watching yes. Betty Ford and her characters. Like, you know, she was, I didn't know she was a divorced woman. I didn't know she drank alcohol. I didn't know she smoked cigarettes. I didn't know that, at least in the series, they showed that they participated in premarital sex, you know, and things like this. You know, it really was, like I said, that's the final product is what you get to the White House. And that's all right. But I always know these people are human. And we tend right. to put them in the in the White House and we start to put in standards that not even an everyday person can live up to. And I, that's why it was important to see, you know, Michelle say, you know, I don't like public speaking. But that didn't mean that she didn't eventually rise to the occasion of being a public speaker. You could see, right. you know, she was a daddy's girl, you know, that, you know, mm-hmm. she had a proud father, you know, and and had to deal with that. And she, I, yes. I remember the scene in the hospital. She said, I'll write a check. How much it going to cost to get my dad up front, front of the line and get him out of this lobby? You know, when you when you're reading these scripts and you're taking this information, what did you learn about Michelle Obama, Regina Taylor? I've always known she was fierce. You know, we know she's a fierce woman. Right. Uh, We know that she stands for what she believes in. Uh, She is outspoken. Uh, How did she get that way? Certainly uh, in in studying for this, I went through a lot of video, but Mm -hmm. also her book Mm -hmm. was was very central, Mm -hmm. uh, where she outlines her past, her family, uh, that the sources of strength in her life. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I think um, I, I'm a huge fan, admirer, believer in Michelle Obama. Well, I, I think uh, we all are, but guess what? I, we are huge admirers and fans of Regina Taylor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> when, I, when I see you, you know, it, it's always fun when I see somebody, which I, I use the word legend, and I don't use the word le- loosely when I say that about you, when I can think of body of works that can vividly come into my mind, clockers, that that body of work by Spike Lee always stays in my mind when I saw it in a movie theater. And and then, you know, the, the unit and Lovecraft Country, you know, mm. all of them are different for you. All of them play a role and all of them leave a lasting impression, Miss. Taylor. Is that your goal when you get on that screen to, you know, when you lay down the work that you want to leave an impression on the, on the, on the viewers, on the people who are seeing your work or just the work that you're participating in? Uh, my, my goal is always to try and find the truth. Right. Uh, the multifaceted truths of, of the characters that I play uh, to, uh, in this body. Right. Uh, to um, give insight, uh, to share uh, who um, we are right. in, in body work, who we are, uh, and we are complicated. We are multifaceted. We we are uh, both uh, light and dark, and how we make these journeys. It, it, a lot of times we discover in this uh, the the uh, resilience of the human spirit uh, a lot of times in, in the characters that play. Uh, that That's always, I'm always conscious of that. I, I, I remember being a child and uh, uh, seeing a black person on the screen. Thank you. And, uh, 
you would holler down the street and say, oh, there's a black person, there's a black person, come on to the house. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> come on. Living room. Oh, Lola Falana, come on now. We had Reno yeah. T. Johnny Carson, come on, I had to go see her. Yeah. Sammy Davis Jr., come on. We would, we, we. Yes, Diane Carroll. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Leslie yeah. Tyson. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Um, Flip Wilson, the list was short, but yes. rememberable. You know, it was just, uh, it was. Sidney Poitier, yes. You. Thank you, thank you. Thank and you. I got a chance to work with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember as a child being, going, oh my God, what a beautiful black man mm-hmm. on the screen. Mm-hmm. And he's showing us as us, as us, uh, Fully and holy and unabashedly with no shame. Uh, <laughs> hey, call me Mr. Tibbs. I knew you're going to go there. I knew you were going to go there. Oh, man. <laughs> when he slapped that sheriff. Oh, my God. Yes. It, yes. it took our breaths away. Yes, yes. And I'm sure some TVs went off. But guess what? We were cheering. Oh. We were cheering in the community. Yes, yes, wow. yes, yes. Uh, n- absolutely. So... Uh, to to be able to work with someone like that uh, in in a piece uh, uh, that was a Western uh, uh, called A Good Day to Die. Yes, ma'am. And then to uh, have him as mentor and friend. Awesome. uh, Is is awesome. And uh, I'm quite um, grateful, Mm -hmm. uh, humble uh, in terms of of the journeys that I've gotten to take well, uh, through the work that you've done. Well, her journey is, continues every Sunday night. It's called The First Lady, a 10-week anthology series. you got to catch it. Please go back to the first when you catch it. But she's a multiple NAACP Image Award winner. She's a multiple Emmy-nominated actress. She's an activist. She's a playwright. And I'm from Texas, so I'm acclaim you, okay? Oh. Houston, Texas, <laughs> Dallas girl, okay? And we're going to yes. win together. But more importantly, your talent will forever be stored on DVD, VCR, digital. You are brilliant. Please. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation, Miss Regina Taylor. Thank you. Thank you very much. If you want to see or catch any episodes of Money Making Conversation, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host.